I'm delighted today on Meet the Business Author to be talking to Karen Green about her uh, wonderfully helpful book, Recipe for Success, Helping Businesses Create Profitable Food Products. So Karen, what was it that decided you to write a book about helping food entrepreneurs make a success of their businesses? Um, I think my... My history um, over the 10 years prior to writing the book was working with a number of different food businesses who were selling into mostly the retailers, UK retailers, and finding that a lot of them weren't making money. And the last business I worked for was Ichiban, who was supplying Tesco's and Boots with sushi. And I worked with them for, for three years, and we did turn it from a loss into a one and a half million pounds profit, which on 24 million turnover was a pretty good gig. But what it made me think was, and to be honest, over the last three years working with small businesses, it's, it's a tough um, challenge to make money so what I wanted to do was to say look please think about when you're starting a business and when you're growing a business how do you actually make money out of it so that actually you've got profit so you can reinvest so that you can grow that's kind of my my passion and it's still my passion now two two and a half years on so right and did you start out in the food business how did you start working with food uh, I started my career in retail. My father had a department store in Newbury. Um, so as a Saturday girl, I was there um, learning the customer is always right. Um, and then I went on to university. I studied retail marketing, um, then was working on a graduate scheme for Tesco and then as a buyer. And then I worked for Boots for 14 years, some food, some toiletries. Um, so I've always been in retail and there's been an element of food and flavor throughout what I've done. And so you've got, I'm pretty... Yeah, we've got a fantastic history and um, you've got a brilliant website, uh, foodmentor.co.uk. And one of the things that struck me on it is just how good and practical your advice is. So given your background, particularly as a buyer with Tesco, you've got something there about the seven things that you shouldn't do when you're approaching a buyer. Do you just want to give us a little flavor of your best bits of advice to make a success of your food business and the things you really shouldn't do? <laughs> Gosh, uh, where should we start? Um, I think I think one of the things I was taught quite early on was um, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. And I think that having sat in front, not so much of small businesses, but certainly some of the larger ones where you get the national account manager who's just joined and he turns up and you go, well, have you actually been in a bootstroke Tesco insert um, store? And you could just see him thinking, am I going to tell the truth? Am I not going to tell the truth? Um, and I think it starts there. And now I've taken it to a much higher level. So I have a course called um, Pitch Perfect where we look at right down to profiling the buyer. So going on LinkedIn, finding that buyer, profiling them, understanding their personality, tailoring everything you do to the type of person that they are, and then layering on top of that. Uh, what their needs um, are going to be within the organization, what the needs of the organization are, and then thinking where the brand fits in that. 
so many um, clients of mine, when they first start working with me, sell the product, but they don't think about actually what they need to be selling is the gap that the retailer has that they can fill. And that's one of the big mistakes. Um, another one is people don't seem to know their numbers. So, um, so many clients, when I start working with them, I sit there and I go, you don't make money. And they go, yes, I do. I do. And I'm, and I, and I go through the numbers very simply. And I said, look, this is it. And they're like, Oh no, I don't. And then I think the other thing is thinking about the broader picture now um, of how much you need to invest if you're working with retailers in terms of marketing not so much necessarily paying the retailers because G-Scop's kind of taken a lot of that away but how are you going to do your social marketing how are you going to get people through the door um, how are you going to pay for all the incremental things that come along like cash flow for example so retailers can take from 14 days up to three months to pay. And if you've got to produce product all through all those times, where are you going to get the money from? So those are kind of three things that I kind of try and get people to think of in terms of being prepared when they go and see a buyer. But obviously there's, there's loads more. And lots of people dream of starting a, a food business uh, on their kitchen table and then making it huge. What, what advice would you give them? From your book, what would you say to them before you do anything, think about this. I think if they want to make it big, you have to be able to establish that there is a big enough niche in the marketplace. So many people will come to me and say, I've got a vegan, free range, FODMAP, I'm trying to think of all the different things, gluten-free, allergen-free, there's a biscuit down there which fits all of that actually this client and someone gave me the other day biscuit and I go okay how many what's the, going to be the size of that marketplace so if you look at the biggest brands in the UK um I think it's Coca-Cola no it's Cadbury's at the moment you think about Cadbury's 1.5 billion it's so broad it's so massed it's so accessible so I try and encourage people to say, well, think about something. Yes, you've got a point of difference, but don't narrow your, your opportunity by thinking you're only going to be targeting this, this small niche because it's a niche work. Niche does work, but it has to be a, a sufficiently big niche. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, and I'm, I'm kind of, I keep swinging from one side to the other on this, but in my experience, people who own the production seem to do better. And there's always exceptions to the rule, and Innocent is always the one that I, when I say this to people, I go, yeah, I know, but Innocent don't make their own products. But the majority of people do, because then you can have that vertical integration and you can keep your costs down if you want to be a big, um, big player. And what's the, the, the big mistake that people make? If you come across one mistake that makes some of these brands fail, what would it be? I'm going to have to repeat the same thing. They don't think about the money side of it, the cash flow side of it. Um, I was discussing this with a client this morning, actually, and and she she's been just been on a BBC show, and she'd met someone else, and she said, "Oh, I've just had I've just done a raise." 
um, but it's going to be gone in three months. And, and she said to them, well, where is it going? And she went, I don't know. That frightens me. I think the, the problem when you start any business, from my business as an entrepreneur, from yours, we have to do everything. And so you have to be creative um, to do the marketing. You have to be a scientist to make sure your products are okay. You have to be a financier to raise money and know your numbers. And that's why actually, you know, if you look at any investment people, they say have two people, have a co-founder so that you actually can balance out the skill sets. Um, and I think that's the problem that you get a lot of entrepreneurs who are <laughs> entrepreneurial, um, but aren't necessarily finance people and therefore they don't get enough into the numbers. And, and I can think of another person, he's not been a client, but I've, I've done so, I've spoken with him actually. And he, he said to me, he said, we forgot to put packaging in the cost and we've only 18 months down the line realized. And I've got to now go to Sainsbury's and Tesco's and ask for a price rise. How frightening is that? <laughs> but he's doing okay. He's just done a massive raise. He'll be fine. But, you know, you just, and he said, I'm, I'm kicking myself. He's a lovely guy. He's done an amazing job with the brand but he's not a numbers person. So you, you know, if, if you, my one piece of advice would be know yourself, know your strengths and get someone else to help support you to balance out your weaknesses. And it, is there a, a category of food at the moment where you would say that's hot? If you start innovating in that space, you're more likely to be successful than in another. <sighs> There's, there's three areas of growth at the moment. Um, veganism is, is probably peaking and plateauing. But I think there is still an opportunity for marketing to the flexitarian market. Um, drinks seems to be coming through very strongly so non-alcoholic and alcoholic cocktails I, we, you know I, I did this um, gig with Virgin on Friday and there were quite a few drinks companies there um, and then CBD um, cannabis-based products is there going to be is there an opportunity and again there's a, there's a flurry of brands coming through in that area as well um, but actually what I, when people ask me the question, well, where should I go? There's, those are the areas of growth in the marketplace. But I actually go, go and have a look at something that's very staid and boring, like peanut butter was before Pippa Nut came along and, and all the others came along and it exploded. You find something that's a bit boring and a bit staid, as Fever Tree did with Schweppes, and see if you could take that one. So... Well, that's but great it's, advice. It's and the golden ticket, isn't it? It is the golden ticket. But how many people win the golden ticket? How many people would you say, out of 100 innovators who come into the food market, how many win a golden ticket? Two. I mean, statistics say that 90% of brands fail. So, you know, if... If we say 90% of brands fail that come from big brands as well as baby brands and fledglings are more likely to die, then I would say you might, you've probably got a 2% chance, 95%.
so how how important do you think it is that uh entrepreneurs young entrepreneurs have a mentor i think it's important for everybody to have a mentor especially again if you're a startup business you're a small business where you're a solo or two people in that business because you can get so sucked into the day-to-day -day and sometimes it's great to have a helicopter view and it's even better to have a helicopter view with someone who is totally passionate and knowledgeable and has had results before on, in that um, marketplace and I am ridiculously obsessed with this marketplace I love food I love retail and I just think it's really exciting and to be able to help businesses and be able to say look this person has 10x her sales because we've looked at what she's been doing and her profits come up and you know that's a, that's a real buzz for me and it's um, it benefits entrepreneurs and and tell me why should people read your book recipe for success <laughs> because it takes them from start to finish, looking at, thinking about their products, thinking about who their customer is, how to set up a business that is profitable. Every chapter's got exercises that they can work on so that they can actually work their way through it. Um, and to inspire them to, to look at business differently. So it's like having a little, your own food mentor in a book. Brilliant. And, and Karen, tell me, is there a business book that you've read that's inspired you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm looking around going, where do we start? What am I reading at the moment? Um, at the moment, I am reading Why We Buy, <laughs> The Science of Shopping. Um, so I, I read a book probably once a week. Um, I have audio books and um what have i read recently it's all around oh, the power of nice about negotiation um the buying book well that's brilliant karen thank you very much indeed for your time um if you are listening to this podcast and uh, you've either just started out as a food entrepreneur or you're thinking of becoming a food entrepreneur i can recommend uh karen's book uh, recipe for success uh, uh, highly. I'd also recommend that you go to her website, uh, the www.foodmentor.co.uk, where you will find invaluable advice. Karen, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you.